0: So, Checkpoint Sunday. Yeah, we're not gonna stop Checkpoint Sunday just because of this little virus thing. On this road trip in earnest pursuit of Christ, we are being brought together into one, even if it's digitally. We find hope and freedom in the love of Jesus. And so, regularly, we take time to stop, take a break, stop the routine and we look around we call these stops these breaks checkpoints today is a checkpoint and it's time for us to remember to reevaluate and to refocus now here's a question that you weren't expecting do you know how a dolphin is related to a famine and how that relates to you any answers you can say them out I don't think you're gonna see this just yet but if we were to jump to Exodus 26:14, a great place to just pop in. We're gonna talk about the design plans for the dwelling, the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, the mobile traveling home for God, the way that he requested it. And so I'm gonna use the message for this because um, Eugene Peterson, one of my favorite authors, he just provides such incredible insight into stuff and tr- changes it into a modern day language. So I'm just going to read that first passage to you. Let me just turn to it here. Finally, and he's talking about how we deal with the tabernacle again, right? Finally, make a covering for the tapestries of tanned ram's skins dyed red, and over that a covering of, wait for it, dolphin skins. All right? Now, this term is obscure, and it is a really really hard term to uh, translate and it's been translated in a bunch of different ways so let me just tell you some of those different ways that you will find it in different bible translations it says another type of durable leather or dugog skins or taurus or badger skins goat skins sea cows manatee seal skins dolphin or porpoise but more than that why include this Well, we have another reference if we jump to Numbers chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Again, talking about the tabernacle, the way God wants his mobile house to look. And so he says, uh, they are to spread a blue cloth over the gold altar and cover it with dolphin skins and place it on a carrying frame. They are to take all the articles used in ministering in the sanctuary, wrap them in a blue cloth, cover them with dolphin skins and place them on a carrying frame. This is about the care, the setup plans and routines for God's personal mobile traveling home. This is the way he wants it. What does he want in it? Why why is that significant? The, right now, people of Israel are in the middle of a desert how did they get anywhere near to a living creature let alone a sea mammal now think about this ask each other in the room how did this happen when were they last at a major body of water and what was that body of water come on think about it last major body of water was the red sea Why were they at the Red Sea? The crossing of the Red Sea, the parting of the Red Sea. So, this is so perfect, so subtle, it's just in there. God wants them to see and be reminded of the Red Sea whenever... They enter the tent of meeting to meet with him. He wants them to have and to see a visible reminder of their past and his provision every single time. This sounds a lot. Think back. This sounds a lot like that rock pile that we talked about on Christmas Eve. Do you remember that? Do you remember Christmas Eve? Think back. Boy, does it ever seem like a long time ago. Do you remember what that rock pile was called? Shout it out. Let someone know. Tap it in. Chat it out. Let people in the room know that you know. It was called an Ebenezer, a reminder. Thus far, God has brought us safely. Thus far, God has provided for us. Thus far, God has been partnering with us. We are not alone. Thus far, God has brought us safely. It's a reminder to turn back to God and a reminder of his past provision on our behalf. So we remember his past provision on our behalf. There's your dolphin, all right? Now, what about a famine? Jesus tells us a number of stories to illustrate the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. What does it look like, right? He uses stories, parables, to explain who God is and what he's like. So Luke 15 is a collection of three stories. That were all about things that were lost and then found. The most famous of those three lost and found items would be the lost son. More famously known as the prodigal son. So while, while the son, he leaves the father. He says, I, I, don't, I don't need you anymore. I don't want you anymore. Just let me be free, man. And he goes off. He gets into a lot of trouble. But I'm fine, all right? Leave me alone, I'm fine. He gets a job, and he's, he's now lost all of his money. He's in poverty, and he's feeding pigs. And remember, he's a Jew, and the story is being told to Jewish people, so they would be absolutely appalled by the notion that you would be in direct, regular, ongoing face-to-face contact with pigs. They're unclean animals. But in the story, the pigs are eating. And he's not. Why? Well, because there's a famine in the land. He's now starving and in need, and now he knows that he is in need. Now, what does he think of When faced with his great need, what comes to his mind? His father. He thinks to himself, my father can provide for me. You know what I'll do? I'll return to my father. He can help. I I can turn around. I can turn from this place where I am and I can go and return to my father. No matter how bad everything else has become, no matter how bad, no matter how many mistakes I have made, my Father can help. And Jesus assures us that he is delighted by our return. Remember, the point of the story is that you would understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. You would understand what our heavenly Father is like. Jesus is revealing the heart and nature of the Father. He can help. So, the Exodus is where we started. It's, it's the escape from imprisonment and slavery. The escape from imprisonment and slavery is to run towards God. And that's the same whether you were the Israelites running from Egypt across the Red Sea into the desert as if you were the prodigal son who has left his father. He's abandoned him. He's walked away from all of that. All of that relationship. He walked away, snubbed it all, did whatever he wanted broke all of the father's rules that he could find to break. We run from the imprisonment that we are in. Whether you're imprisoned by Pharaoh or you're imprisoned by your own choices, you run to God. The Apostle Paul, in one of my favorite letters, this is a letter that he wrote to the people in a city called Philippi. Apostle Paul who had had his own struggle to figure out what he believed about God. He tried passionately to serve God as Saul. And so, in, to honor God, he went out to persecute as many Christians as he could so that they could never break the relationship with God. And then God met him. And God transformed him and opened his eyes. And the Apostle Paul was now able to see in a whole new way. And the way that he saw took him in a whole new direction. So much so that he changed from using his Hebrew name, Saul, and he started using his Roman name, Paul. This is who I want to be going forward. And so to encourage people, he starts his letter to the church in Philippi, to to his friends in Philippi, to a group of people that he had gathered together with before, and now that he's locked up and he's in prison He's still thinking about them. And this is what he says in Philippians chapter 1, starting at verse 3. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you... Will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. God did not start the work at Into One individually or corporately, however you want to view Into One, whether it's this institution or it's just you as an individual. God did not start this work at Into One to leave it incomplete. So, you know what that means? We're not done yet. The world has changed. There is a virus. There's a pandemic. The world is not the same, but God remains the same, and his plans for us have not changed. He will continue to bring us to life, to animate us, to give us all that he has desired to give to us as we fulfill his mission. So, fear not. That's a more bible way to kind of say it. Fear not! But don't worry. Relax. If God was for us at one point, then He is for us now. And we have so many stories that we can tell of us knowing, seeing, experiencing, being amazed by God's provision for us. It is hardwired into our DNA. And so that's why we talk about generosity and time, treasure, and talent. Because that's the way God has treated us as individuals, but then as a body as well. He continues to provide, to work in partnership with us, to go in advance of where we are. So, take a look. See the dolphin. And be reminded of God. His faithfulness his partnership, his interactions with us recently, more distantly, and then even in the ancient past. Remember what our God has done on our behalf. And then after you've seen the dolphin, experience the famine, or in this case, let's call it the pandemic. Use this time, this time-stopping time and reevaluate. Yeah, things have changed. Have you? Have you forgotten your first love? Have you walked away from that what used to be important to you because you got distracted, because you got worried? Reevaluate where you are. But this is not about guilt. This is not about shooting all over you. Now, when we reevaluate, we're going to do what Israel did, and we're going to do what the prodigal did, and we're going to turn and run towards the Father, and refocus. To not be left in our past, but to refocus now so that we can go forward. Here's something that you might not have thought of. Every one of those hard things that you faced in life already, every one of those betrayals, every one of those um, things that didn't go your way, every one of those things that made you question whether or not you really are connected to God, whether or not he is good, whether or not things happen um, that you wanted to have happen. All the good things every one of those beautiful relationships, every one of those heart-wrenching moments when somebody did something for you that was beyond all that you could ask, beyond what you could even imagine, and God was in there working in and through those places, you have been training your whole life for this moment. All of your experiences, all of those conversations, all of your relationships have brought you to this point. Everything that you have been brought through, God has used it all. He's been using it all. He's been transforming it, and He has been making it beautiful through you. He has been using you. He has been transforming you. He's been transforming your mind through that renewing grace of His Holy Spirit. You are now prepared to be here now. So let's refocus and put the eyes back up. Back up on Jesus. And let me welcome you back. Maybe you've been away for a long time. Maybe this is your first experience of church and who knows how long. Maybe you're regular. Maybe you're regular, but you've let your heart and your mind drift away. Your body comes. Your body goes through the routine. It's just part of what you do. But your connection, your first love, that's faded. Come back. Come back. Come back to your heavenly Father. He loves you so much, and He longs to work in and through you in this season. He doesn't just long to work through you when things are great. He longs to work through you in any and in every season, but I think particularly in a season where it's hard and it's dark and it's a little bit spooky and we're unsure, and we are now not able to simply trust the environment that we were used to, our financial freedom, our job, Our securities in those ways. We're not able to just trust them like we used to. They don't seem to hold the same weight as they once did. But there is one who is still able to hold all that you have. Come back. Come back to your Heavenly Father. To help us do that. To help us with this time of refocus. I want to ask for some help. So... Hey, Terry, can you help us refocus on what Jesus did for us? I think this is really important, particularly for right now.